Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Gunster on the Go, Florida's podcast for business. I'm your host, Holly Goodman, a shareholder with the Gunster Law Firm in Florida. On this program, we typically cover the latest developments in employment law, ranging from important changes in EEOC guidance to new Florida laws affecting your workforce. Although this podcast does not provide legal advice, we will discuss our opinions on how cutting-edge employment issues could affect your workforce. Today, we're going to try something new, and we're going to dive into the legislative process. We talk a lot about the types of laws that impact Florida's businesses, Florida employers. Today, we're going to get a little behind the scenes with my colleague, Ron Brzee, who is going to talk with me about the upcoming Florida legislative session, hot topics to watch, and ways that you as a business owner can leverage the process to the benefit of your business. Ron, thank you for joining me today. Ali, thank you for the opportunity to join the podcast. Great pleasure to be here with you today. So, Ron, our listeners often hear me talk about the impact of specific laws passed, either at the state or the federal level, and how those laws might impact their business. So today, I want them to hear about how those laws get passed and what they might be able to do to leverage the process to their benefit. So can you start with a high-level overview of the Florida legislative process at the state level? Sure. So I'll take everybody back to seventh grade, where um, you spent time in that civics social studies class. And in Florida, there are two chambers, and those two chambers are the House and the Senate. The House has 120 members. The Senate has 40 members. And we also have the executive branch, which has four officers, the governor, the attorney general, the chief financial officer, and the commissioner of agriculture. And so those are the four executive cabinet members in the state of Florida. And unlike many states where the governor has all of the cabinet power and position, here in the state of Florida, the cabinet almost runs like a city council. And so that's what makes it different than many other states. So if someone has an idea, they come to a legislator in either chamber and the legislator files a bill and the bill will go through committees and then it will go through the legislative session and then it has to pass both chambers. And once it passes both chambers, then it has to be signed by the governor. The governor has a couple of options there. One is to sign the bill and make it law to allow the bill to become law without his signature, or the governor can also veto the bill. And so those are kind of the ways that ideas become law in the state of Florida. Now, 60 days is the regular session. And then generally between 60 and 90 days before regular session, you have committee meetings, which set all the things up in motion for regular session. Hopefully that answers the question, Holly. Yeah. So just like we learned back in middle school, a bill becomes a law when the legislators, somebody has to sponsor it, somebody has to debate it, they have to pass it. But it sounds like there's opportunities really for the citizenry to get involved in that by bringing an idea to a legislator and trying to find somebody to sponsor what it is that they're looking to get passed. Absolutely. One of the things that we do on behalf of our clients is, one, help them refine their ideas We help them draft the legislation proposals, and then we identify members who have an interest in that area or members who are in those committees of reference. And we work with those members to shepherd the idea through the process. And individuals have an opportunity 
to participate in the committee meetings so they can come up and testify. They can follow it. They can engage and send communication to members showing that there is support for the idea or if they oppose an idea, the same is true. So sometimes people ask us to try to amend language that is moving through the process or outright see if we could get that idea to get stopped in the process. So there are multiple ways for individuals or entities or business owners and the like to engage in the process. I know that session in Florida is starting a little bit earlier this year, this coming year in 2024. And I think it kicks off in January. Am I right about that? That is correct. On the election years in 2024 is an election year for the legislature. So in those years, the session begins in January. And when there isn't an election in the state of Florida, the session begins in March. Okay. I think we're all aware that 2024 is a big election year. (laughs) So we were coming up on an election year. We know that session's going to get started in January. So we're still at least a month out as we sit here today in December of 2023. Is it too soon to predict what hot topics might be up for debate in this upcoming legislative session? It is never too soon to kind of predict and and begin to see what is going to play out in the session. Clearly, there are things that pop up in sessions that you have no idea that they're going to pop up. For example, several years ago, you had the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas incident that occurred that changed the dynamic of the session. You have hurricanes and the like that also impact that as well. But generally, once a session ends, leadership begins to project what their areas of interest might be. And for the upcoming session, There are a few things that we know are going to be top priorities. For the Senate president, one of the top priorities is health care. And so there is going to be an announcement in a few days as to what specific policy proposals are going to be involved in that. In the House, Speaker of the House, Speaker Renner, has big focus on energy for this upcoming session. And then he's also concerned about social media and the impact of social media on young people. And so there's going to be legislation around those topics. Do we expect there to be any big ticket items for business owners that Florida business owners should be listening in for? It sounds like healthcare, obviously, if you're in the healthcare industry, you're going to want to be on the lookout. Energy sector should be on the lookout. Are there any other specific areas where there has been some expressed interest by the current legislature for this upcoming session? Sure. So there's a couple of things that are of interest. One is the business rent tax repeal. I mean, that is potentially going to be on the table again this year. And so most business owners, a lot of them rent. And so then that's something that could be of interest to them. There is something that's in the healthcare sector that may be interest to business owners. So some members would like to ban non-compete clauses and restricted covenants for physicians physician employment and partnership agreements. So that's an area that could be of interest for some. And staying in the healthcare arena, you have some who would like to see that only physicians or medical schools or nonprofits would be able to own physician practices. So Mm -hmm. that would fundamentally change how physician practices can be set up here in the state of Florida. So those are some areas that if I'm in healthcare, I would definitely be interested in those areas. So those are some 
opportunities to pay attention and to potentially get involved. We've talked before on this podcast about non-competes and what the federal government is trying to do right now with banning or limiting non-competes. So it's really interesting to hear that there is going to be a push this upcoming session for the state of Florida, which has traditionally been very, very business friendly in non-competes for the state of Florida to be pushing towards prohibiting non-competes in the healthcare space. So that's certainly something that I think that a lot of our businesses, especially in the healthcare sector, are going to want to watch. It sounds like we do have kind of a sketch of what we're anticipating to see at least the hot topics or what the big ticket items are going to be. I think, Ron, you're absolutely right that we can't always predict everything that certainly a lot can happen in 60 days and we can't predict what might occur in that time frame or what big changes might occur in the state or in the world globally that could have an impact on those hot topics. But for the ones that some of our listeners might have picked up on just now, say they're in the healthcare industry or they're interested in tax relief that you're talking about here, is it too late for businesses to get involved in that process? Because it sounds like some of these bills are already forming and they've either been on the agenda already before or have been already in the works. If we're talking about since last session ended for at least six months now. Is it too late for a business owner to kind of get in there and get involved in this process? Yeah, that's a great question, Holly. So generally at this point, you're probably late to the dance if you're seeking to file a bill, right? But there's always opportunities to modify language as a bill moves through the process. And so there are three categories of things that can happen. One is You're paying attention, actively paying attention to see what's going on, seeing if there's an opportunity for you to engage in a bill that's moving. And therefore, you want to either tweak the language or see that the language is beneficial to you and your interests. Step number two is you proactively want to seek to change law by proposing legislation. And so that last component It's probably too late for that, but it's not too late to play in the amendatory process to make sure that your interests are protected or at least looked after. And I will say most businesses are part of an association, right? And so the association is paying attention, big picture to the issues of interest to the businesses within the association. But very often within an association, your discrete interests may not always be protected. And so therefore, there's always an opportunity to engage someone to look after your discrete interests, right? And ensure that if the positions of the association don't completely reflect your positions, that you can monitor and engage and seek to modify language throughout the process to protect your interests. So it sounds like there's still opportunities out there for businesses. If one of these bills that we know is going to come to the floor, if they think that the language could be better for them, that there is a way that it could be changed, modified, something taken out, something added or tweaked that's going to make things better for their business, that there's still that opportunity for them to get into the ring and really make their interests known. And it sounds like it's probably always better for the legislature to see how many people are interested in a specific bill or against a specific bill. So if they have strong feelings about it, it's probably the time to be taking a look at some of those and deciding whether or not they want to get involved in that process. Absolutely. I always tell folk that if they are not at the table, they are on the menu. And so we certainly hope that people are not on the menu and they definitely have an opportunity to be at the table. 
So one other thing that I know in my world, at least, that comes up when we're talking about the legislature for some of my clients, particularly those who might be seeking funding from the state of Florida, is that the legislature will also be going through the budgetary process and will be handing out appropriations and will be making appropriations. Is there anything that private businesses can do if they have perhaps a vested interest in an appropriations bill? If, for instance, you're in construction and you're really interested in a project because it might give you the opportunity to build that building, is there anything that businesses can do with respect to the appropriations process if they perhaps could benefit from that? Sure. So businesses can definitely pay attention to the appropriations process, support items in the appropriations process. For example, the governor just came out with his recommendations for the upcoming budget, $114 plus billion. There's a lot of affordable housing funds that he has proposed. So if you are in construction and you are in construction of affordable housing, you definitely have an interest in seeing that the legislature supports the governor's recommendations. And so therefore, as an individual business and as part of a business group, as an association, you can come up and lobby and support those recommendations because ultimately those buildings will need to be built and those dollars will need to go somewhere. And so therefore, once those dollars are go through the appropriations process and the appropriations process is very similar to the bill process, right? Members sponsor specific appropriations. They go through the committee process and they get voted by both chambers. And then ultimately it goes to the governor. The governor can line item veto specific projects or approve them, right? In that way, there is great opportunity for businesses to pay attention, support, or even oppose certain things that may not help their industry. Ron, it sounds like there's still a lot of opportunity for our listeners to get involved in the 2024 legislative process if they want to make sure that they are not on the menu and instead have a seat at the table. Uh, So I really appreciate you for coming onto the show with us today, walking us through this process and giving us insight on these options. Thank you for the opportunity, Holly. And we're available anytime that you want to speak about anything else related to the legislative process. We'll be happy to join you. Well, thank you so much, Ron. And thank you to our listeners. You've been listening to Gunster on the Go, a podcast brought to you by Gunster, Florida's law firm for business. To learn more about our podcast and stay up to date on future episodes, you can find us at gunster.com forward slash on the go or subscribe to the program through Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is Holly Goodman. Until next time.